All right, welcome to episode two of Teachers Talking Teaching. I'm Marco alongside Kristen. Yes, I'm here. We survived our first episode. We talked about experiences, right? (laughs) And how collective experiences happen. Um, I don't know if you caught, uh, you as in the listener, I don't know if you're going to catch our uh, special episode um, about Black Lives Matter. Yes. We have a special episode on that, so hopefully you tune into that. But today... We are going into our roles and responses during this time of the Rona. Yes. And as we speak, there's a a huge spike of cases happening within our state. In Texas. In Texas, especially in central Texas. (sighs) Um, Those that aren't from Texas, uh, our governor decided to kind of go back on some of the things that we decided to do at the beginning of all this i don't know i i i thought like today maybe he he's it, bars are shutting down at noon yeah, bars are closing again so there, there's some capacity in restaurants yeah there's movement gatherings. back to more of a yeah. okay let's let's roll it back people mm-hmm. um, and then yeah and then as someone that's getting married in, within the same year, like hearing that gatherings of 100 people or less, that's kind of like, right. it kind of hits me a little bit differently. But, oh well. Um, but that's that's the news. Right. In our, in our neck of the woods. <laughs> that's the news. The news is we don't know. Well, the news is we don't and know. And it changes daily. It changes you know, daily. You know, I uh, was talking to somebody who's in the conversations, you know, at the district yeah. level, the decision making, uh-huh. you know. And one of the things she said is at the beginning of the meeting, things were one way in terms of like state right. you know, mandate kind of things. Mm-hmm. But like by the end of the meeting, things had changed either from the TEA or which is yeah. our Texas Education Agency, you know, uh, or something like that. And so by the end of the meeting, the original, meeting. Th- yeah, right. Like yeah. the original purpose of the meeting <laughs> was either no longer relevant or, you know, so as, as, as we go through this, I just I just have to keep that in mind that the people who have the positions of decision making, they are constantly experiencing that. You know, yeah. they're having to prepare for and then re-prepare and re-prepare and mm-hmm. for multiple options. Yeah. You know, multiple situations and no decision they make. Yeah. No one's going to be happy. No one's ever going to be happy. Like, there will be no way to make everyone happy because it all sucks. And the thing about it is is that even though there's so much uncertainty right now, at the same time, we were given specific roles for our campus right. when this all started back in right before spring break. Like, March, we literally, yeah. the Friday before we were releasing for spring break, it was like, I want to say I'll uh, no Thursday because we had Thursday and then Friday the kids didn't have school. But so Thursday when I last saw them, I just said, "Hey, just take care of yourself, wash your hands." And then Friday we were doing our star test prep, and a lot of us were like, "I don't know if we're gonna have star this right. year." Right? Like, it's, like does we're this just feel getting, like this is yeah just meaningless. Mean it was meaningless for six hours. Oh my um, gosh! But active monitoring. Is what I learned that day. Yes. But, do not read a yeah. book that is not active monitoring. Yeah. And this time, don't do that. Yeah. So what was your role? What did you okay. have to do? Because well, you're an so, instructional coach. Right. And yeah. So January, I went to the instructional coach role and I was learning how to do things, yeah. you know, because it's one of these roles where there are guidelines 
and there is guidance and yeah. then there's how you do the things and your context um so it's very it's cool in that way uh but it can be feel very squishy at times um and so i was learning the thing how to do it in person you know building relationships with teachers just like students like not jumping into anything crazy just building relationships um and then you know spring break um over spring break you know we we were contacted like hey we don't have decision you know just enjoy spring break because you know we're all planners and preppers and yeah, like wanting I think to i got an email that monday yeah we were like, coming back from the beach and it was like hey we're or it's tuesday mm-hmm. like this might be a thing just just for you to know yeah don't do anything it, don't do anything yeah. but it just might you might not come back the week right. after and i think and I think it was your district that actually announced first. Possibly. And then ours. And then, because yeah. we work in, we're, if we give you context, we work in separate districts. But Right. So then now you, you started, you know, you, you, you got out of the classroom in December. Mm-hmm. January, you're starting your new gig. Right. You started getting all, you know, doing all that stuff. And then spring break. And then obviously something switched right so now you're no longer with everybody in the same office or in the same room or in the same like plc planning time personal learning community community right professional professional learning professional learning community community. that's what plc means for our non-educators and so now you're at home yeah i'm at home i'm doing spring break with my kiddo uh school shuts down for a week yeah, well, we did, yeah, so it was just and like a week of, like, week? shut down. And then another week? Yeah. And then for the rest of the year. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, this is not, this is not happening. Yeah. Uh, so what they basically did with us, the instructional coaches, is we became curriculum. Yeah. Like they kind of shifted us into curriculum, and so they assigned different coaches to different, like, grade levels and disciplines, and so we, we actually created the lessons like Mm -hmm. someone came up with like this template like this is how all the lessons will look on this template um and then you'll put your stuff on here and then teachers will do you know make it their own and then uh, put it out on google classroom because we have all the google apps with our district yep us too um and so my my role became more of a curriculum type of role like i didn't do a whole i wasn't I wasn't going to be challenging anyone, like, <laughs> yeah. now, do you really think that was the best way? Yeah. Or, 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 like, How are you going to monitor? Asking, like, probing questions, yeah. you know, th- that What's definitely... What's the essential question for your lesson? Yeah. Not that I really even got to that point anyway, but, you know, my role then became full-on support. Yeah. Like, okay, what can I do to help you? Hey, this is a cool app that directly yeah. relates to the thing that we're supposed to do. Like, for our district, the teachers were required to do, like, I think one or two pieces of feedback a week. And so I found a, you know, one of the apps that where you can just record your voice and paste it in. And instead of yeah. like typing, if people wanted yeah. to do longer, um, because at first two, we were, there was no in like no vi- vir- uh, virtual meetings. Right. Like it was all asynchronous. Right, like right. You put the stuff out there. Yeah. They'll do it if they, they can do, do it. it. Yeah. So it just it was totally, and I think I thought there was a lot of wisdom in that. Like they waited some time to get ducks in a row yeah. before telling anyone how it was going to happen. Right. Um. Because you know, like we said, 
you you plan for one thing and yeah. then it doesn't happen like that then like that feels like wasted time yeah you know, for and sure. nobody in teachers ain't got time to waste so um i thought that was i thought that was smart to do it that way and then also you know unfortunately you get a lesson from someone yeah I, it I don't know. I always, I, I hate that as a teacher myself because I like the creation part, mm-hmm. you know, or it's like, what do they mean? What are they doing? So uh, I, fortunately, I had a partner that I was working with. So we did a lot of conversations of like, how can we make this as simple as possible, right? as easy as possible for teachers, you know, to understand themselves and then like create, you know, turn it around to a product that works for kids, right. you know? Um, so yeah, it was kind of a, it was, and, and luckily too, I do love lesson planning and like curriculum. Uh, so I was fine with that, you know, like I know there were some coaches who may not have been as happy, you know, like with that, but I'm, you know, I was like, okay, this is stuff that I really like too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's what I, I ended up doing for basically the duration, you know, of the, of the shutdown. And then the thing is, is like for, on my end, because yeah. I was a teach, I'm I'm a teacher, and I'm right. still in the classroom, but unfortunately, like for me, well, actually, it, I'm not gonna say unfortunately. Fortunate enough for me, when you're in a computer setting already, when you're in a computer right, classroom right. already, it really just translates easier to um to the home, really. Because there was times, you know, I'll admit there was days when I would just say hi to the kids and it's off on a project, you know, or I would do a direct lesson, like direct teach for maybe five minutes and then they'll go on by themselves. So for me, it was just the hardest part was just not being there. But then at the same time, like my like when I got when I first when I first was uh, informed about my role as digital literacy lead for our campus, um, I'll admit, you know, I think that I could have done more during when we were actually at school, but I think I was doing enough to help teachers and helping my instructional technology specialist. But then once COVID hit, I, I'm pretty much morphed into an ITS. Yeah. Like I morphed into that, into a larger role when it came to that, because for me, the stress of teaching wasn't as high as my friends and peers at school right because it's, so, it's not a tested it's area not a too, tested area and, yeah. it's not core it's an elective i only teach a th- maybe a fourth of the actual kids where everybody else teaches a lot more than me and all this other stuff and so really i was the one that kind of was like hey how do you need help how can i support you and then i i was doing more of that role but at the same time putting things out on pumping things out on google classroom and reaching out to kids and emails and talking to parents and stuff like that but for the most part it was like Marco, we need you to. This is I like all the teachers were. I need this to work, and I don't know how for. I don't know how it works. So right, that's right. where that's where I stepped in. But then as, but as we went through it, and especially from the technology side, um, you realize how different technology is for a whole your whole community. You know, because there's yeah. a part of our community that doesn't have good internet. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm not or just any. Sa- or any internet. So yeah. like um, uh, when I say they don't have good internet, it's just it's either they're where they live, not necessarily how much money they make. It's just where they live. That provider that provides good internet is not in their it's area. Like slower it's or slower. It's slower. Yeah. 
and then you just the congestions it, it, it gets congested a lot more but then yeah you also have the families that don't have computers and then you have the families that can't afford internet and you have families that you know can afford it but then you also have uh, there was also families that had four or five students oh my and gosh, so yes. oh. and so for our roles you know we 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 did our we did our part but then you really then you then it goes on to the next thing of like wow how like cra- how crazy is it that you know even teachers there was teachers on my campus that needed a computer yeah they didn't have computers yeah there or was teachers, teachers don't yeah. have internet then the teachers in the don't have parking internet parking lots of yeah. the school i've heard yeah. i heard many stories of like i had to drive all the way back to school to get on the wi-fi for the computer that they gave me to download this program or to download this application I needed oh, for my yeah, kids. Oh yeah, things are like network. Yeah, there was dependent. network ne- network dependent because yeah. we needed to be on campus to do it. So, as an instructional coach like what how did you deal with that? How did you deal with those those equity issues in regards to your lesson cuz you cuz you said, you know, you went to lesson planning. Right. Did you take into account those factors or did you just say, "Hey, well, for our here it well is. We did and we didn't, right? right? So, like, we were in the realm of this is the digital lesson. Our district did do, like, paper packets um, for families who needed them. Um, and so we did make lessons that we felt were very easy to translate to a paper version, right, that weren't super, like, video or media. But that was my partner and I. Like, not all the yeah. coaches went that route. And right. that was totally fine. But, like, we knew there there needed to be something that was easy to – and we were both, like, on that. We're like, hey, we can create something that you could just, you know, turn into paper pretty right. easily. And as, a, um, as an athletic coach, like, I just want to make the point as you're talking, like, the way, to, I, the way I understood it is, like, there was no playbook. No. <laughs> for any of this. Like, there was no playbook no. for anybody. There was no playbook for principals. There was no right. playbook for superintendents. There was no playbook for counselors, teachers, instructors. Like, mm-hmm. there was no playbook for anybody. So you literally right. had to, and, and that's and that's why you give grace because, you know, there was, yeah. there was coaches that did their own thing. But you guys, I mean, it seemed like you and your coach were on a good, good um, like, literally on the same page about almost everything. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, I was very fortunate in that, you know, he and I, uh, we, we were both new to the game in January. Like he came to coaching new too. Um, so we were both very fresh from the classroom in terms of, you know, thinking that way. Um, and we both, uh, agreed on a lot of things. I mean, you know, we had moments of disagreement, but like they were good moments. Like they were things where it's like, okay, uh, and then I think the end product was better for those moments of, are you sure you want to do it that way? What about this? Or we yeah. need to consider this thing, which is, I think, one of the you know key things about like education in general or these situations where it's like, what is happening? Like yeah. having good working relationships with your colleagues to where when you don't agree on something being able to say something and and then hopefully like the end product is better for that discussion that you know comes from the disagreement um because especially being a non-confrontational person (laughs) it's kind of hard to like yeah you know yeah i get you but um it's uh it would we definitely had that in mind and our district did you know they found they 
figured out hot spots and yep. luckily we do do have schools in our district who have one to one almost almost yeah there know? was like, we we didn't have that that was yeah. that was something we had we probably should respond for this next school year but you know for us it was it was exactly the same thing you know a lot of the you it doesn't matter what area of texas it was the the, the question of you know the kids that don't have it how are we going to get it to them and i know that our right. district you know talked to different cable providers and even and it was awesome the response of all these companies you know just to name drop like at&t verizon you know screencastify all these uh, ed puzzle you know all these different uh you know not just technology and multimedia companies but ed tech their response a lot of the premium subscriptions were free for us a lot of the um i know that as a verizon customer they gave us an extra like 15 gigs of data just to have in case we needed it you know and um so all these all everybody it was it was amazing to see the response from everybody to make sure that all our students were able to get it but at the same time you know there was a few that fell through the cracks and so that was always the that was always my mind was as a technology teacher it was like okay you know we have we're, we're, we're giving out the option of Chromebooks and all this other stuff um, but at the same time like there's kids out there that just don't have it so what are we gonna do so we actually ended up having to um, the electives had to help out with the packet creation as well and figure out parts of the packet that we could fit into and it wasn't just technology it was fine arts PE you know, we actually ended up going into paper packets as well and, and just writing, you know, and it, and it was just as simple as just, you know, name three things that require code or, um, you know, what what was one piece of technology that, you know, you use this week? Just simple yeah. things and, uh, you know, creating, like how you said, like just the lessons and everything, we just had to figure out how can we create things and send out things that's equitable and that's accessible to everybody. And, you know, was it perfect? Yep. No, it wasn't perfect <laughs> no. at all. But um, you know, I definitely think that just I I love just how everybody stepped up. There was a lot of people that stepped up. For me, as the ITS in a sense, like the second in command, helping our our ITS on campus, I could say that I wish teachers could have uh, you know slowed the roll a little bit because there were some things that they went for that i was like "Mm," you know one of the biggest things was zoom right there was a lot of privacy concerns with zoom and you know did that's why why our district at first was like yeah nope nope." and you know they uh let up on that eventually yeah Um, but at the beginning when there wasn't that much information it was like i need to help them and you know and that and to me like even though it was kind of like ah you shouldn't have done that it's commendable you know they were right. doing it everything came from a good place. yeah it came from a really yeah. good place like all these teachers you know they stepped up you know the math teachers got together and did something the language arts teachers got together and it was almost um when there wasn't really you know because everybody has their own teaching styles and experiences and stuff like that when COVID hit it almost became like all three teachers were in sync nice. and they made sure came together they came together yeah. and made sure like hey what are you doing what do I need to do? Do, you, do you, let's just do this together. Let's just send out everything. You know, just keeping everything the same for, for all the classes. But of course, you know, they responded to the needs of their students and everything like that. 
but it was cool. I know that in our PLC, you know, we uh, we were always the four of us, you know, and it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just tech apps. It was tech apps. It was computer science. It was, um, you know, our investigating careers course, our yearbook, journalism, our engineering project lead the way courses. All all those classes that the four of us taught, we were really kind of piggybacking off each other and. And yeah. asking questions and had this mass group text but do you feel like there was an increase in collaboration that will stay i think so stick like no matter you know kind of how things shake out this coming year yeah. some of the things that'll stick i think so i think the role i think uh honestly i think in regards to our roles i think the you know i just i had a call the other i had a call yesterday looking at a new learning management platform like if I was just a regular Joe Schmo that taught tech apps or whatever, you know, they probably would be like, ah, you know, we'll just keep it, keep it between admin. But no, they're like, they're actually reaching out to me and stuff like that. So I think, in regards to our roles, I think that that'll stick. Um, in regards to collaboration, um, I think so. I, I hope so. I, I I pray that it does right. because, you know, I, uh, you know, it, it does take a village, and it was a very large village that needed to be created for for all the problems that we saw in response to COVID. But, you know, I'm optimistic. I hope that they stay. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I really hope stays is is one of the things that kept getting said was, like, grace over grades. Right. You know, and all of these things, like, hey, we have to keep in mind what's going on for kids and this, you yeah. know, huge stress of a situation. Exactly. And, you know, if if you can understand that they understand the skill from this, what credit can you give them? No. Like anything they show you, where can you find mm -hmm. the skill and knowledge that you need to show that they know? Right. Like where can it come from? And I just I I know for some teachers that was a new thing or a philosophy shift right. um, from the no, it's this assignment, and they have to do this assignment. For me to give this, you know, grade or kind of thing, where it's like, well, but does it, what is it, what are the skills that are yeah. you're getting from that assignment, and can you? So like, I think for some teachers that might be like a philosophical shift that I hope uh -huh. stays, because no matter what goes on with this pandemic, you have kids coming to school with this level of stress yeah. too, like all the time, and so keeping that in mind or that you might be asking the kid to show what they know in a way that is very foreign to them um that you know like what how can you get that out of them you yeah know? so i think like really reflecting on assessment and and how we're using that i just i really hope that's one of my hopes yeah you know that um keeping that idea yeah it was almost yeah it was almost like a generational like a generational teaching conflict sometimes like the old school teachers wanted it this mm -hmm. way and then like mm -hmm. the new school was wanted it this way to me like you, you hit it round the head grading and then even for those that forgot about it it was a reminder that kids have lives outside just like how you have lives outside <laughs> right yeah um but then uh another thing for me too to end this little this little part of the podcast because we're gonna go into something uh, that I like to call the section breakup. No, we're going to figure out a better name for it. 
But uh, for me, it was... Yeah, I don't uh, want anything break up. Yeah. No. Um, just to kind of end on this note with our roles and responses, I honestly think, you know, grading was good, collaboration was good, and the fact that teachers were learning about technology yeah. and incorporating it when they were ref- absolutely refusing to. Mm-hmm. Had was, to. Had to. You mm-hmm. know, I remember I had sessions and they were like, ah, nah, I'll get, I'll get the next one or uh, we'll talk about it later. But no, it was right. like literally like this is upfront. You have to learn Critical. it. And, you know, I hope it's the the grit and the tenacity, <laughs> you know, um, you know, stays with us too. So that was how we responded, right? That was one yeah. of the, that was how we responded. Those are our roles during COVID. Um, now, this little session, this little section of the <laughs> session, the sesh. What kind of sesh? What the are we doing? Sesh. What's happening, Marco? You're bringing in, you're bringing in your yogi part. This oh, is Kristen's, oh, okay. Kristen's way of coping. Oh, okay. With yes. stay-at-home orders, with stay-at-home teaching. How how did you do it? What's the best way oh, that you would man, recommend dude. for people to cope with staying at home? What was your way? I'll say my okay. way. My way is one answer. I did it. My okay. Uh. So I have a small child. I have a small human at home, mm-hmm. you know, who's seven. So I was never alone, and I am an introvert. Right. Um, so you know, always any kind of like taking care of yourself requires like self knowledge. Like, what do I need that lowers stress? What do I need that makes me happy or feel excited about things? Yeah. You know. So like that's that's what self care is about, right? Right. Like what what can what 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 is it that works for me, right? Um. So I needed time by myself. You know. So yeah. I worked out like at a certain point in the day. Um, my daughter would be working on one thing, and then I would put headphones on with like some music and then I would either maybe take a short little nap or just some slow exhales and relaxing myself. You totally did and the yogi way of doing it. It sounds no, like you're just like peace, mind, body connection. That, that is, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and then of course I did a lot of things throughout the day because, you know, teachers and educators are used to moving all the time. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I, I'm going to assume most of it. Maybe maybe some people don't. I will I don't tell know. you. I will tell but, you. It's very difficult for the technology teacher to move around because yeah. you're literally at the computer. Right. But you're right. You know, in math, many like many you're, educators yeah, are used to move. I am used mm-hmm. to movement. Like I, yep. I, you know, I move around a lot. Yep. So I would, you know, make sure I moved around. I'd make sure I did stretching or just like running around with my daughter. Yeah. You know? Um, being silly, we I would do the go noodle breaks with her, or you know, like, no. if you don't know go, go noodle, it's it's awesome. It's all it's more like I eat noodles. Stuff. I don't go. I don't go. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not fun. Like you could you could um, you could dance with a cat um, or a moose. It's great. Marvel. Oh, yeah, it's fun. I didn't have that. I didn't have a small child. <laughs> I had my fiance in the office using my brand new computer I bought for school. Yeah. And I was in the I was in the dining room on the on the dining room table with my laptop, but uh, the best coping method for me, alcohol. <laughs> we drank a lot. <laughs> I I I did. I'm glad that I started to because uh, our apartment complex. That's the one thing that I wish that we. I'm gonna probably talk to the office about it. Is that I wish we would recycle, 
And so when the start of the COVID, when, when COVID hit, I was like, you know, there was just cans and cans and cans and bottles and bottles of all different types of stuff. And um, I was like, shit, we need to recycle. Like, I need to get something. So I there's remember. A lot of aluminum. Yeah, there's a lot the of trash. aluminum glass that we could help save the earth. And so I remember going to Target within the first couple of weeks. And it's like, okay, I'm going to get a trash can. Um, but no, not just alcohol. Um, I really, I think the same thing I was thinking about movement. I was making sure that we were moving. Um, both of us, you know, she has an office job. I have a teaching job, but I'm used to moving more than she does. So I made sure that we both, um, we both moved. I, I started working out again when COVID hit because, you know, that quarantine 15 mm-hmm. was a real thing. And so working out, uh, drinking and working out and drinking <laughs> just but then I think but not drinking while working out not drinking right? while working no. out but okay. another thing another cool coping thing that I did and I got it from one of the coaches is that he and his wife um, and I, I'm, 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 I'm I didn't tell you this but he's he's a really great guy and okay. I think he's gonna be on an episode with this about um, whatever he's he's just an awesome man so anyway he posted you know I'm going to get ready on a date. So he has a two-bedroom, or not two-bedroom, two-floor house, right? And so he got the bathroom on the bottom floor or whatever and got ready there. His wife got ready in their bedroom. And he went upstairs or went to the room and knocked on the door and pretended to pick her up on a date (laughs) and made her dinner and stuff like that. So really at the – when everything was kind of going, you know, in in terms that I use, when everything was kind of going to shit – you know, yeah. like, like cases were starting to spike up and everything, kind of like how everything's going now. Mm-hmm, Again, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. the sequel, or not even the sequel, it's just the later part of the movie. Um, you know, me and my fiance, we we spent a, a, a huge amount of time talking and mm. getting to, to, you know, know each other even more. And so I coped with exercising, I coped with drinking, but at the same time, I coped with my partner. I coped with yeah. my my loved ones too i talked to my parents and called them i stayed as social as i could on on social media and and talking to people and so not only did i try to do the whole mind body connection like you did i i really kind of sought out relationships too even more yeah the social connection for sure social connection well because you know relationships are so important to mental health Yep. And just your overall well-being, uh-huh. like having people to talk to, having people you know care about you and you care about them uh, is just, it is so important. And that's part of what makes, you know, all the shelter in place so hard because right. it is harder to connect with people, um, even though it is, it is so, it, it's a real thing that it's it is important, you know, it's it not is just very important. something extroverts make up. It's no, it. Not. And let me tell you, the we would and we would look up questions from like therapists and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like marriage counselors, and we would ask hard questions. We would ask about wow, how would yeah. we raise our children? How would we, you know, how if this situation happened, what would what would you what would your reaction be? And of course, these are lessons that were still a, a, a long way away from. But it was nice hearing her thoughts and yeah, and and understanding her perspective too. So that's how we coped. That's, awesome. that's and you know that's how we coped here at Casa de Baeza. Yeah, I didn't drink, but I did eat a lot of Oreos. Oh, Oreos are the best. <laughs> they were 
so bad for you. And we would, and the thing <laughs> so is, so bad. And you cook, right? You had to cook a lot more because you know you well, didn't want to go. Cook. My husband cooked. Yeah. But yeah. But we cooked. We were looking at recipes, and we were, and I, and of course, yeah, I, I did. I did a lot of the cooking, which is yeah. there's nothing bad about that. But no, that's wonderful. Um, but it was, you know, it was a good, it was a good way to kind of break things up. Yeah. So, we we responded to COVID. We talked about how we coped with COVID. Mm-hmm. Now to kind of end it, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about this next year? Have you heard anything? Oh, Can you give geez. me some details? Well, again, it's deets. constantly changing, right? Yeah. And everything's I mean, so private and like people release guidelines, uh, TEA, and, and, and then everybody shits on them because <laughs> they're the worst. <laughs> it's like, here, it, it's up to the states. It's up to the districts. It's up to the whatever. And, uh, um, I, well, I, I, I think it's so like we don't know. Like I know, yeah. I think what districts are doing for the most part is they are preparing for all eventualities, right? Yeah, they're there's like, like plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, it's like just plan, like my wedding. Exactly. There's plans for everything. Right. There's a plan for for everybody. Small as gatherings. Normal. Yeah, normal, not normal. The hybrid. Hybrid. Like I got a parent survey, so my daughter goes to school in the district that Marco teaches in. Um, and I got a survey that was yeah. like, hey, we're considering this hybrid model. Uh-huh. You know, what's your possibility? And it was like every other day. And I remember seeing day, data from that survey. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And it was like every other day. Um, so I know districts are still gathering information yeah. from the community to see what the community is capable of doing. But I think in the end, like the decisions need to be made on like, as of now, what do we know keeps everyone as safe and healthy as possible? Because, yeah, well, like, and I was looking at a thing and it's, they were talking about how kids may not be as, um, what's the word, like as contagious as say adults or are not as likely to pass it on to each other. Um, and it's like, there's still so much that we don't know uh, that we don't know yeah. about how it's trans i feel like I, every day i look something up and like either they're learning something new or it's so i think by august maybe there will be more information more solid you know solid evidence for how things are actually transmitted so that then decisions can be made based yeah. on what we actually know and not just like the fear or right. the or the um like just doing things because it's the it's the most safe we think right i don't know that's it's hard where because my personal my personal opinion is stay the f home (laughs) right yeah that's the safest way for everybody but my professional mind my teacher brain is like well you know the kids that need accommodations and not everything is as equitable as you know as we think it is and there's you know the school really is their constant and taking away that constant you know some of these kids will really struggle um particularly you know our marginalized communities within our within both our districts Mm -hmm. a lot of those students really need need us they need you they need me they need school they need structure um so really you know for us it's like this upcoming school year it's going to be a lot of it's there's going to be a lot of uh a lot of changes yeah for sure well, and I think even depending on how the schools do it within the districts, right? So, like, you have within the districts, you have differences in schools, you know? Right. Like, at one school, that might be 
you know, there might be a lot of kids who stay at home because they have a stay at home parent. Yeah. You know, who can just, who's like, I'm just not sending my kid to school. Uh-huh. And then there might be at another school within the same district, you you ha- don't have as much of that. You have more people whose kids are either going to school or going to a child care center of some kind. Um, or maybe even because, going to a friend's house where their mom is going to, because they work. Right, right. Both, or they're working at a family. Dual income household. Or, yeah. So I think yeah. there even even when you when it's up to like the local districts, there's still so much variation within a district and within the schools that yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to try to make those decisions because one decision might be just fine for one school, but it's very different for another within the yeah. same district. So since there's so much gray area, right? As an instructional coach, what would you say? Um, what would you say to those that are returning as, you know, either as instructional coaches or as teachers, those that are returning back to the school year, what would, what, what are some thoughts that you would, you know, you would share with them? Maybe some like Kristen's tips, Kristen's tips, Kristen, besides wisdom. like the mind body connection and relaxing and <laughs> soothing music, yourself, guys, get enough sleep, yep. do Eating as I right, say, not as I don't do, drink. exercise, yeah. um, uh, I think, you know, one of the things that is amazing about teachers is the amazing flexibility teachers have because they have to. Because no. also, when even when things are normal at a school, quote unquote, and you've got kids coming in, you sometimes don't know how kids are coming in that day, yeah. right? So, like, you might have a plan, but you also have plan B, C, D, E, F because you don't know how it's going to work and- out. First period is different than second period exactly. and third period is exactly. kind of a hybrid between the two. Yeah. yeah. So teachers, I think, are already wired for flexibility no. and unknowns. So I think just dig into that. Right. You know, like find that well of ability to be flexible and to be okay with unknowns and then to still advocate, though, you know, if, if, if a plan seems to not take into account something that yeah. you see, because it is very, I think, very easy for people who are not the teachers in the classroom to possibly not account for some pieces that a teacher will see immediately right. because that's the practical reality that teachers have, you know, um, but like, you know patience and flexibility but if you see things that are not going to work for a group of your kids or there's major problems like find the people that you can who to speak to you know who can you know either advocate for you or be like hey i know this is the plan what does it take into account for this um so i think that yeah patience flexibility and then speak up if you feel that something is needs to be said. Yeah, I don't know. I think for for me, because I'm not, I'm I'm technically in that role, but I'm really not. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where there's gonna be so much that's gonna happen that's gonna change, whether it be you know at school, at home, you know, um, just dealing with a pandemic, and not only that, just you know, there's a lot there's a lot of issues that we're facing as a, as a country and as a state right now. So really, you know, just being hopeful. Yes. Hope, hope, having faith and, 
your colleagues and, and your and your leaders um, and trusting them. I think that's another thing too is we gotta learn how to trust each other a little bit more. Trusting trusting the process, trusting the flexibility, being patient with each other, offering grace to not only our colleagues but our kids, our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now, like I said at the beginning, you know, there was no playbook for any of this. Right. There's no you know, we, we have historical text to look at you know with like the spanish flu and all like the big flu epidemic that we had a hundred years ago and different different plagues and stuff it's not the plague but just you know just different right right different things it's that, not the first pandemic yeah it's not the yeah. first global pandemic that that um it's us for our generation it is but in regards to our country it's not so really you know and what happened a hundred years ago it's not necessarily happening now so there's a lot of different factors that we have to to, to weigh in but at the same time like how you're saying just advocating talking yeah giving grace being patient you know just being there for each other i think that'll that that's how we're going to solve a lot of the issues and you know hey we'll maybe we'll start at home but then we'll be in the classrooms by halloween or we'll be in the classrooms can by we halloween do after halloween like yeah. can we skip halloween in the I, classroom? I just figured it was a good it was a good like <laughs> reference of time like october or maybe you know fall will be at home and spring will be at school you know it, it we don't know yeah how it's going to happen you know lots of cha- lot has changed you know it's the end of june just imagine how the end of june was last year right it's mm. completely different you know yeah. we were dreading go like we were having so much fun in our summertime like we were actually dreading like ah oh, you know school's gonna start in a month but now Think about how the for, the mindset is a teacher now. Like, holy shit! Like, school's gonna start in a month. What are we gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, it it's, changes. It's even more that I'm not ready for the start of school. Yeah. It's like because also school is not ready for the start of school. Yeah, and the kids aren't ready, and the parents aren't ready, and, and no one's really, yeah. no one's really ready. But you know what? It's we're gonna face we'll fig- it together. We'll figure it out. Some- and teachers talking teaching. Yeah. We'll try our best to to send stuff out while it's <laughs> happening to help you guys out. So and to keep with the theme, all right, to keep with the theme, dream school. Remember yes, dream, school, dream school? Our dream yes, school, right? Dream school. Mine was, what was our the last episode? Yours was books. All, everywhere, Every all over the place. Every single book everywhere. A book bed, a book chair, yeah. a book Just all over books. the wall, a book. Literacy for everybody. Just coming out of the walls. Yeah. And I think you mine was it. like working technology. Yeah, working technology. Okay. Which is, is would be good... Especially in a time of COVID, COVID and, and pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Okay. So, so your school still has the books. My school mm-hmm. still has the working technology. We need to pandemic proof our school now. <laughs> you know, before it was like, oh, Ooh, it's rainbows goodness. and butterflies. You know, all the time. But now, like, to keep with the theme, like we're we're talking COVID. COVID hit our dream school. Yeah. What's your pandemic-proof school? What's one aspect of it? Oh, my gosh. Just, I think, outdoor classrooms. Lots of outdoor classrooms, which are good anyway. Yes. Right? Like, outdoor classrooms. And I I read a lot of, uh, you know, dystopian... And that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because you read so, a lot of young adult yeah, books. Yeah. YA, and, and it's all dystopian. And sci-fi. And <laughs> so I, I like the, I you know, I think I've probably read a school that was like this. Um, but I just, I kind of imagine pods. Yeah. Like kids have pods that are movable, right? So like, 
And then you would like plexi shields around, but there are also detachable, so it's for pandemic and not. Uh-huh. Um, I was thinking that might be interesting, like in middle school, you know, when kids are like always touching each other. Yeah. And you know, like they have the pods. So are they can also pods- move away or together. Yeah. You know? like, can they so move can, the pods themselves? Yeah. So like they can drive the pods? Yes. I hadn't thought of that. But yeah. That sounds I was, amazing. As you're talking about it, I was thinking <laughs> of like the pods like in Jurassic World when like they're they're going through the park, right? It's him and his brother and they're driving and they have the pod and then like the T-Rex starts almost eating them. You got to watch Jurassic Park. But as you were saying Wait, that, the first one? No. Jurassic oh, Park? no. We're talking like, oh. Okay, what? Boomer, with those old <laughs> Jurassic Park movies. I'm talking about the new ones with Chris yeah. Pratt. The real... No, I'm just kidding. No, the, the ones... These I ones are not like that Chris good. Pratt, but, yeah. uh, I don't think I've seen this one. But I'm thinking, like, in my mind, when you're, like, talking about pods, like, I'm thinking about this, like, them navigating through the hallways with these mm-hmm. pods, but then, like, my childish self would, like, want to do, like, bumper cars with them and, like, purpose, yeah. like, ram of each course. other with them. Or it could, like, in the hallways, it could be, a, a, like, a track that keeps them... Or, so it's driverless, but it, they're in it. Ah, uh, I would say no track. Like... I would say let the kids run with it. <laughs> See how that works. Well, it depends, I guess, on how dystopian you want to get. Yeah, and how and small how the, and the our, our hallways have to. Your hallways have to be pretty big for those pods to. Yeah, but that way it's the same pod day to day, so they can change classrooms, yeah. right? Because that's part of the issue. Is you know, like elementary, they can stay in the same classroom yeah. and you just, you know, so they're with the same people all day. But like middle school and high school, they're changing classes, right? Right. So they stay they're in the with same pod. different kids. Yeah. So if they have their same pod, they can just kind of sanit. And it would be self-sanitizing too. And then another thing, while you're talking about, <laughs> while we're talking about pods, is like we can actually teach them how to drive within them. Like how to yeah. drive on the right side. Well, in America, well, the right yeah, side. Good. But then yeah. like if you're elsewhere, you know, yeah. in other countries, they drive on the left side. Or if you just want to be contrary and yeah. be like, well, this is how they drive in other that countries. Could, that could be We're a world culture. Look at that. Look at that extracurricular <laughs> stuff that you're pulling up. Um, I just like being contrary. I think, yeah. What, you what, do. What's, what are you going to add to yours? I don't know. I like the pod thing. idea. That sounds badass. Like if I can have like drivable pods. Um... <laughs> You can have those too. I think uh, I don't know what's what's your if you were if you were to I know that you're probably gonna, I I don't know if you have the same answers I do, but what's your favorite part of your day at school? It's a legitimate question. What's your favorite part? Uh, usually, my favorite part will be some unexpected awesome moment with a student. Oh, really? You know. Zero like, that you took it way away from what I was go- where I was oh, going. Sorry. Ask me what my favorite part. What's of my- your favorite part? Lunch. Of the day, Marco? Oh. Lunch is my favorite part of the day. So in my pandemic-proof building, uh-huh. in regards to our lunch, it's gonna be like Back to the Future too. We're gonna have a little pod, and like we're gonna <laughs> stick it in the microwave, and it's gonna make our lunch. And each kid will have a gourmet lunch instead of like a uh, like a school sponsor like nasty cheese sandwich kind of thing oh you know? okay like it's gonna be like you know lunch because lunch like how's lunch Trek? gonna work how like they have the food yeah the like it's like a like yeah like think of like you know it, in essence it looks like a tide pod but it's not the tide pod challenge like no please don't no it's tide. they're gonna put in the microwave like we'll have the, in their pod uh-huh like in their drivable pod they'll have a microwave or something and they'll put their pod in there and it's gonna be their lunch because one of the things that we're talking about or that we've heard is 
they can't eat in the cafeteria anymore. They yeah, can't eat with their friends. Limit. They're going to have to limit how yeah. that happens. I know. now have children. I'm probably going to have children that I'm going to have to eat with because technically by Yeah, con- where are all the kids going to go? Yeah, like by contract, we have a duty-free 30-minute lunch. 30-minute lunch. Duty which actually free. ends up being only like 10 minutes. But if we're going to have a pandemic going on, like I want my lunch to be, if I'm going to have it with a whole bunch of kids and they're going to be upset and cry and moan and groan because they can't eat lunch regularly... <laughs> Like, for me, it's, like, I want, like, a super cool way of having, like, a gourmet, like, lunch. Okay. Just a simple, microwavable pod. Put it in. Pop it in. Pop it in. It's a Pizza Hut pizza, like, Back to the Future 2, and then I get it. What, That'll what, be my wouldn't dream. Wouldn't it be cool if you just, like, told it what you want? Like, Earl I didn't Grey. Even think of that. See, Earl Grey, hot. It's funny how, like, we think of better, <laughs> we think of ways to better our dream schools. And see, this is collaboration. It's collaboration. At its best. This is why we talk. This is why right? we talk. Because you come up with better ideas. Mm-hmm. For with, sure. With the with the awesome brain collaboration. Yeah. Collaborative. So that's COVID. That's how we did COVID. That's yeah. how we continue to do COVID. It's done, right? It's it's not done. <laughs> oh, God. It's not done. It's okay. not done at all. But we'll figure it out. And we'll we do the best we out. can. Ha- ask kids to think. Have them read something. Have them write something. Create something. I feel like we can get those basics. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of the basics done. Get them interacting somehow with someone. You know, there's a... When it comes to teaching, there's a lot of us that have a lot of experience. And if you can just find something in your bag of tricks Mm -hmm. you'll make it work teachers are the most resourceful people on the planet like i i have complete faith in my school in my leadership in my district in your district Mm -hmm. i i have complete faith in in everybody because you know at one point that superintendent he wasn't they were in the classroom she was in the classroom yeah you know um these principals they were in the classroom counselors were in the classroom everybody started off in the classroom so depending on doesn't matter how far they are from it just rely on yourself rely on each other and it's gonna be a good year it's gonna be a crazy year it's gonna be a crazy crazy. year just go ahead and say it crazy the craziest year when someone asks you 20 years from now what was your craziest year of teaching you just say 2020 2021 you might say 21 2022 hopefully hopefully that's what you're gonna say hopefully (laughs) we're gonna hope all right, well. Because that's what we do. We hope. We just hope. So, that's it. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. Share. Rate. <laughs> rate. 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 I don't know if that's even a thing. I don't, dude. I don't even know if you can rate podcasts. Well, you give us, people give us stars? stars, I think. Star us. Star us. Thumbs up. But what you definitely can do is follow us on Twitter. We're at, we're at T3 underscore podcast. On Twitter, so we would like to have a lot of Twitter followers. So again, follow us on Twitter, share, subscribe to the podcast. In the next episode, we will be talking since it is still summer. Yes. And we want to end our summer on on a good note. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk with uh, we're going to talk about getting the most out of our summer, getting yeah. the most out of your summer. Summer, 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 because we're still in summer. Summertime. Summertime. Sorry, oh. I wasn't going to do <laughs> impulse issues. Impulse. Uh, this is an awkward ending. It's okay, though. So uh, we'll see you next time in the next episode. I'm Marco. And I'm Kristen. And thanks for tuning in to Teachers Talking Teaching. Y'all stay safe out there.